Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who do in fact attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master of this podcast. I'm the magician master of this game. I'm the magician master of these fine folks that I get to play this game with every day. Please don't leave. It's going to get interesting. Uh, Let's let them introduce themselves. Hey there, people out there in the world listening to us. My name is Sebastian Kinder, and I play Eric Miller, a musician magician with a troubled past. Yeah, his family still isn't able to remember him. Uh, So far, a few people do. Very good friends of him do. I would call them very good friends. I think Eric does as well. Let's see if we can get more people to remember him. I guess somehow we'll manage that. Wait, who are you? <laughs> no, hey, he has my sense of humor. I like you, <laughs> Hey, everyone. I'm Nadine Kuhn, and I play a little pixie elf with wings, wings that she created for herself accidentally by experimenting with magic. And now she's in Neudrachenberg to learn how to use those wings to make them fly. Yay! Yay! And she is on top of it, but not quite there. <laughs> oh, maybe we can help because that's what friends are for. And we are friends. Some of us are because, hi, I'm Lucas Vischer and I play a very good friend of Cecily called Jasper Casper. He's a human from the non-magical world and all that he wants is try and find a place to belong. And I'm really sure that we can help him. All that he wants is trying to help Cecily to fly. <laughs> that's <laughs> what you should have said. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the second. Second. Yeah. And folks... We are once more joined by our fantastic guest artist, a guest artist, I would say, Nate Huntley. Thanks for being here, Nate. Of course. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Oh, that is our pleasure. (laughs) I am playing friendly Mary Nature Springs, Sassley Mary Nature Springs' father, and I am a naturopath from the Pixie Shire, and I am here to bring Sassley home. (laughs) No, Dad, no. no. Especially after what's been going on recently. (laughs) Oh, it's time to go. We got to leave. We're in a sticky situation right now, and I'm not just talking about Fredly's socks. No. uh... (laughs) By the way, did we throw them away after we like <laughs> cleaned the whole floor i would totally appreciate that <laughs> oh no i've got a, i've got a plan <laughs> <I see. laughs> oh god i'm already shaking in my boots so one thing that uh that nate and i talked about when we were talking about Fredly and sassley is we've we've also discovered a bit more about sassley's mother through this research rosemary nature spring who uh, sassley you know has given us a bit of information about she she is an enterprising woman you know with with her fingers in a lot of different pots i would say and since this might be our last time together here i i don't know but it feels like it uh fredly tell us tell us something about rosemary nature spring what's what's a fond memory or maybe what's what's your favorite of her <laughs> tell us how you met <laughs> how did you meet rosemary nature yeah spring? dad you never tell me how you guys fell in love <laughs> Oh boy, would I love to tell you that. Um, so as you know, Rosemary Nature Spring is, uh, she is a, a pixie elf who knows what she wants. No doubt. One one day, I, I believe we were, uh, just, I was practicing my, my naturopathing. I was, I was in, in school and I was, I was in this uh, place where we eat. I don't know if we would call it a cafeteria. It was more of like, a, a, like an open picnic park place um and uh this all of a sudden this this pixie elf comes up to to fredly and she just says 
hi, who are you? I think you're good looking. And I was, and Fredley was like, <laughs> oh my, what? <laughs> that sounds like my mom. And she said, we're going on a date tonight at 8 p.m. Pick me up. And I said, okay. <laughs> oh boy. Fredley shows up, picks her up. She knows exactly where they're going. Fredley at this point is just along for the ride. But what he did notice is that, is that under this, this, you know, assertive exterior, this, this like hard exterior, She's actually very sweet. She's very kind. She just, she knows what she wants and she wants to get it because she's so caring about the, those that she loves. She had actually been eyeing Fredly for weeks, but was working up the courage to talk to him. So there is, there is, there is a soft spot under, under Rosemary. She sounds <laughs> like a family guy. Every, every rose has its thorn, uh, but every Rosemary has its soft spot. That is also a <laughs> common saying that we say all the time. I say that, Fredly says that all the time. All the time. Yeah. Well, folks, that was a beautiful story. And uh, before we ruin it with some off-color joke, I just want to move right on ahead into this adventure today and deal with these pesky ghosts that are just honestly ruining what was a really delightful class. Absolutely. So, without much further ado, let's get into it. Let's begin this next episode of JK We Are Rolling. Last time on JK We're Rolling, Professor Foliva's class continued as we attempted to get a car registered at a DMV. It was only an illusion set up to train us, but the DMV continued to get more and more out of control. Luckily, it was parents' visiting day, and my dad, Bradley Mary Nature Spring, was there to help us. We gave relationship counseling, cleaned up titanic drinks spills, calmed crying babies, and it was going great. But right as we were about to finish the class, the clerk behind the desk refused to help us. He turned out to be possessed by an old ghost hiding in the illusion. The ghost then attacked us with his two brothers. To make it worse, they seem to be ghosts from the human side of the pixie wars. In other words, they hate pixie elves. Well, we still beat one up and managed to get two of them to drop their invisibility. But then, one of the brothers took control over Eric's emotions, causing him to unleash a powerful Zauberschlag at Jasper. Can my daddy Fredly help us defeat these bad, already daddies? Daddies? Like in that people? Who wrote this? So... There you are, still in the DMV, <laughs> but things are not like they were. This illusion has been disrupted. The people have kind of emptied from the room, and what you are left with is two very angry-looking ghosts, Wiedergänger, who most recently have used their strange uh, emotion-based powers to fill Eric full of fear and force him to attack his his friend Jasper who has been sent sprawling back into some chairs these ghosts seem to be from the anti-pixie movement from the pixie wars which ended about a hundred years ago a little little longer but they are unhappy at the presence of these two elves on the castle campus and have made that very clear Eric you have just used your turn to attack Jasper. Yeah. And Jasper, you recover, and it's your turn. These ghosts, one of them looks at you and starts to advance towards you and says, Leave. 
Leave and take them with you. Uh, I'm a voice actor. <laughs> I, I, I felt it. Um, well, that was that was that was some something shaking to keep me awake. Uh, it's all right, Eric. It's all right. I, I, I'm sure you didn't do it on, on on too much purpose. He didn't mean it like that, Jasper. Uh, well, I'm... I'm sure he didn't mean it. Eric doesn't look to you like he's. He doesn't look to you like he's still like on the attack. It looks like he's trying to shake this. So it's it he doesn't he doesn't look like an immediate danger to you at this point, but <sighs> it seems like he's not going to be able to help you at the moment. I'm I'm kind of there but not there. Great. Yeah, you're like you had this moment of such extreme fear that you you just lashed out at the closest thing to you, um but you felt that this was external and now you're trying to get it out of your head. I wonder if he's under a spell. <laughs> But if it helps you, Eric, I will never forget that. Okay, so I have to face the ghost that is going towards me. And I will try to do a good old Zauberschlag, if that's allowed. A good old Zauberschlag. I've never said <laughs> no before. I won't start now. <laughs> Are you trying to hit the one that's been being attacked by Fredly and Sassly or the one that's closest to you? The one that's closest to me. Okay, that would be Gil. Hi, Gil. I don't like you. Well, then I have an 18 plus 2. Okay. Whoa. Thank you. Uh, he does not. He rolls a three spryness, and you just slam magical force into this ghost. Very nice. He is going to roll a constitution roll, which is a five. He fails. He yes. loses a constitution. Both of these ghosts now have one constitution left. Brother, I feel they are getting the best of us. It's okay if you want to leave. You can always leave and decide to not attack us peacefully. Yeah, tell you what, tell you what, uh, Tad and and Mr. Gill, we'll we'll let you go with mercy if you just if you just leave now, or else you're gonna get a a, a face full of sock. Dad, don't 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 try to make them angry. I don't know what that means, but I won't stop until you pixie. Prancers are out of here. That's not an insult that you know from the past. He's really grasping oh, now. He's re now you've crossed the line. Go, Dad. <laughs> Show him. Yes, Fredly, it is your turn. All right. Well, I tell you what. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, as much as I would love to slap him with a sock full of Mr. Pib, I'm actually just gonna use this pixie plants again. So I'm gonna attack <laughs> Gil, and I'm gonna try and and attack him this time. Oh, I'm sad not to get the sock attack, but... <laughs> All right, fine, we're going to sock it! I'm going to sock it. I was it. expecting the sock attack I've got well. two socks. What do you want to do with your wet socks? <laughs> These socks, I'm going to try and blind him. Okay. I've got two socks full of Mr. Pib, and I'm going to throw him. Perfect. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and put them over his face so he cannot see. Okay, yeah, you want to just sock slap him basically over the eyes. Uh, uh, preferably, so it goes around his face blinds him and then it's it's the end of it slaps him on the face too it's like one of those like whips i i think we've established that your socks are big enough to accomplish this yeah and they're also wet and sticky so they're harder this is gonna be a physical attack roll which is based on your spryness stat yeah i've got a plus one 17 so 18 oh, is good yeah take that you suck he also rolled an 18 but in a tie, the attacker always wins. So, yes. <laughs> so do you want to describe what you do? 
Oh, 100%. <laughs> so Fredly goes up to uh, Gil and he starts swinging him, swinging him around at his side like um, General Grievous in <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. And he's just like, he's swinging, 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 swinging. He's like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, stop. I don't like oh, it. You can't stop. I was going to let you go. Typical pixie tricks. I was going to let you go, but you decided to stay. And I go, whoa. And I go, and on either side, they wrap around his face, and each one slaps him again back in the eyes. Yes. The perfectly slapped in the eye sockets with the toe after two full wraps around the face. You give him the blinded condition. And this is a great condition. Um, minus two to all ability rolls. Take that. He just shouts what the other three have heard so many times now, and he says, Oh, my eyes! My eyes! <laughs> the pib! It burns! The pib! I wonder if this is something that Fradley practices in his man cave. You know, Absolutely. the sock attack. <laughs> he's so good at it because he's always doing it. <laughs> sock ninja-ing. That's why these socks are so important to him. Sassly, you are up. Sassly jumps up and she goes right for Zauberschlag to Ted. Welcome to my Ted talk. <laughs> 11. Okay, he fails that spryness roll again. Uh, they're rolling really bad now that their invisibility is gone. And he's going to roll a constitution roll. He has to beat a 14 to stay alive. He rolls a 2. Yes! <laughs> you see Tad, who's filled with this, like, kind of dark emotional energy. Like, you can assume this is, this is, like, not material realm magic here. <laughs> but you see it kind of whimper out as he's hit by this uh, magical force from Sassley's wand. This is the second time, Fredly, that you've seen Sassley really masterfully handle herself in this battle. Mm. And uh, this ghost <laughs> kind of slams into the clerk's desk behind him and goes... I wanted to say you socked it to me, but it's the wrong ghost. Um, <laughs> and he says, we'll be back, pixie elves, and just kind of ominously uh, vanishes into nothing. We'll be here, ominous creature. <laughs> <laughs> ominous, ominous, anonymous. He's not anonymous anymore, sweetie. We know his name is Tad. <laughs> I wanted to say... Ominous and ominous. Ominous. Is that, is that oh, a word? <laughs> <laughs> but I said an ominous. We'll be here. What is it ominous? <laughs> I'm not cutting one bit of this. This is all. <laughs> I'm a German person. I am so sorry. In German, it's ominous. <laughs> we'll, we'll be here, ominous creature. <laughs> um. So Tad is still alive and kicking, but he starts his <laughs> round with a poison roll. Which he succeeds, but he's looking pretty hurt. I, he just wants to lash out with his sword. Uh, no, he, he says, anybody who works with pixie elves is bound to destroy themselves. And Jasper targets you with anger things. He just causes you actually, uh, he rolled very low that the spell does still have an effect when he rolls so low, which is that it causes you to lose 1d4 of influence points which is like the least thing that it does. Uh, you don't have any influence points. Uh, you feel like you should have lost something, but uh, that there was nothing to take from. <laughs> You're just kind of like a little emotionally spent already. I feel empty. <laughs> yeah, but Jasper is still devastated because his cloak is still, you know, in this green thing and it was just like his bare one he had. 
because the other one got destroyed by the elder witches, so there is yes, no, no, no clothes <laughs> He's left. running out. You know, you guys need a laundry day. Uh-huh. That was Gil's turn. He tried to prove a point with his final attack, but didn't manage. Uh, it's going to be Eric's turn again. Okay, so I know pretty much what I want to do. Zauberschlag. It is against the sock-blinded ghost. Absolutely. I never thought that I would ever say something like that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's just wildly waving around like this ghost. He's kind of like floating from side to side. I'll get you. I'm going to hit <laughs> hit you all. It is a soda sock, by the way. Important <laughs> that there's soda on that sock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll Salvashlug. Okay, that is uh 10. Okay. Still most likely still a bit taken by the emotions he just was able to shake off. But he also rolled a 10. <laughs> this just keeps happening to him. He has he rolls an 11. He has minus one to spryness. <laughs> Salvashlag. Salvashlag. He rolls a constitution roll and fails. Finish him, Eric. How do you want to do this final thing? It's a little bit a mixture out of anger because he got controlled again by something that's pretty much annoying it happened the second time mixed with they attacked his friends but also a bit of pity like how sad you have to be to still hold to these grudges Mm -hmm. and look at him he's blinded with soda socks yeah that's kind of friendly thing to do so the last movement of the wand is like all right um Maybe some sleep will help you get over it. Zauberschlag. Okay, you you cast a very, like, a a slightly sympathetic, like, a pitying Zauberschlag. A Gnadenstoß. It's just this little... uh, You hit him, and it just hits him right in the chest, and you see this ghost start to fall to the ground. You hear Loris say, Okay, everybody, time's up, time's up, illusion over. Put your pencils down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and you feel as though the illusion drops, but you are not back in the classroom. You are just in kind of a room of blackness, uh, and you see this ghost. And you understand this ghost is still kind of, it doesn't have the power to keep this whole illusion running. It's not that powerful, but it's holding you in this place for a second. And it drops to the ground, and the socks kind of slide off of its eyes it looks at the two pixie elves and says ever since you arrived i felt the magic change it was just a small something at first but today and it looks at fredly when you came here got stronger and awoke me and my brothers and now we're here back in the castle where we thought we were laid to rest I don't like you, but I don't want to be stuck here in this castle. Brixel, which is the first brother that you met, he would stay around here, consumed by his anger, but I don't want to be. There's something high, high in the castle, thrumming with energy ever since you came back, looking at Sassley now. But you can tell, he says, you came back. Maybe he means pixie elves. Something deep below the castle. Something in the headmaster's office. And when you arrived, it got stronger. You, you, Trixie, 
and then he stops himself. Pixie elves are strong. I, I see that now. I don't like you, but maybe, maybe you have something to do here. And then the blackness around you slowly starts to fade out as the room comes into vision. And he, this ghost, begins to slowly fade into nothingness. But you hear him say before he completely is gone. And there's something else in the castle. Not always in the castle. And something dark. And he fades away. The illusion drops the rest of the way, and you're standing in the corner of the classroom. Some groups are kind of like still ending their scenarios, but everyone's coming out of it. You see Loris is like focused on maintaining the spell, but as people come out, he has a little more awareness, and he kind of scooches over to you. Well, something felt a bit wonky there. Everybody okay? Everybody all right? I know they can be a little intense, you know, but no one's in any danger here. <laughs> <laughs> he has no he has no clue that you guys were just like all our faces they're like staring at him like we cannot believe what he just said just wondering is jasper still electoplasm yes he's covered in ectoplasm absolutely well mr folivre let me put it this way your illusion was quite accurate oh thank you yes i've took me many years to perfect this illusion is strong as it is. Yes. I know that these features are useless and they don't protect us, but trust me, we can figure this out and I, we are pretty strong to, to take care of ourselves. Fredly walks over to where the ghost was, picks up his two socks, puts them over his shoulder, grabs Sassy's hand and says, okay, that's it. Here we go. We're, go. We're going now. Hold on, Dad. 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 Dad, can you stop for a second? What? what? No, no, we gotta go. Didn't you hear what he said? We need to do this. I, I need to stay here to fight for the pixie elves. We have a place in this world. And I think we are here to make things right. I have a good feeling about this. And you know it. You know it. Deep in your heart. Dad, but, look it. Look. Look into my face. But you, look also, into my you face. also heard him say he, said, he said because we were here... Things are going wrong. Yeah, it got worse actually when you got here, he said to <laughs> But also, I think it's smart when you leave. Because <laughs> then it's less, less bad. And I think I can really make a change here. I can change things. We don't have to hide in the Pixie Shire. We do hide there. We try to keep ourselves away from other magical creatures. And I think that is wrong. I, I don't know. I, 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 I just don't trust it. I don't, I don't trust anything in this, in this castle except your headmaster. I know. You also didn't trust mom at the beginning, but you got married to her. So I think things can change. Well, I didn't have a choice there. <laughs> See, and I don't have a choice here. I need to do this. I need to figure out the foundation stone and the furniture. But first of all, we have to all stick together. I'm strong. I can handle myself. And mm. and Mr. 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 Mary Nature Spring, we are her friends. We can help her. Please let her stay. Please. I know it looks weird because Eric attacked Jasper in this and that seemed that we are sometimes fighting against each other, but it's actually different. We help each other. We're friends. We live in the common room for quite a while. It's fine. And we get closer to each other with each day that passes. Yeah, what, what he said. Fredly just takes Cecily's hand says, you remind me of your mother so much. I couldn't change your mind even if I tried. 
And and I I have to say you you really surprised me in there. You you I I don't like this magic stuff, but um you know if anyone's gonna be good at it, it's my Sassley. So um yeah, I guess um if if that's really what you want to do, I I I suppose you um, suppose you can stay. All right. Don't hunt me too long. It's enough. It's enough. Okay, 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 okay. I love you. I love you. Whatever. Okay. Don't say that too loud. (laughs) All right. So, um, first of all, I want to say that you successfully did complete this class. Uh, You will all get a growth point. Yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Fredly gets a growth point. This is when he gets his laser blasting. Grows as a human. (laughs) (laughs) He grows as a human. Or as a pixie elf. You did tie, let me look at my notes, with Horse Shield. You and Horse Shield both took the same amount of time to complete this class. Uh, You will both get a Crystal Bearer point. So everything kind of winds down. Everybody finishes their illusions, and Laurie says, Well done, everybody. Well done. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations to everybody who finished and to everybody uh, who didn't. No worries. This is... Uh, such a lovely yearly activity and I'm so glad uh, that you can spend this time together while you're here in my classroom. I hope you found it enriching and I hope you students saw that uh, your parents have a lot more to offer than you might have realized. Hmm? Hmm? Mm. Uh, well, I hope everybody will attend uh, the family dinner in the Grand Hall before leaving this evening. And, uh, yes, you can head directly to the Grand Hall for dining and frivolity and fun if you so choose. And uh, thanks for attending my class. And you see everybody begins to peel out of the classroom. Come on, Dad. Come on, Dad. You need to try Nutella. Nutella is just the best. You need uh, to try No, 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 no. He won't need to. <laughs> Why not? It's delicious. Why wouldn't he try it? I find it wrong. You should really know how that tastes. It makes you powerful. I I appreciate the invite, but I think I should probably get going. I gotta I gotta walk. I I gotta get going. Your mother's gonna be worried. Hey, Dad. Hmm. Um. Can Can we walk a little bit away from the others? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I just say goodbye real quick. Okay, guys. Do you want to say goodbye to them? Oh yeah. Hey. Uh. T- yeah. Take care. Um. Take care of my daughter, would you? And um. I I want to I want to give give you two something um something that that you can you can just have this um and use it whenever you'd like this is this is uh rosemary makes this peanut butter that's um this it's pretty famous up in the pixie shire so so I just want to give you this uh and it says RMN fair trade on it <laughs> and uh it's it's pretty it's pretty special stuff RMN fair trade peanut butter is a special item uh once a day a finger dip into this peanut butter grants a temporary constitution point to one person, creature, or character. Uh, this constitution is added no matter how many constitution the character currently has. It cannot be regained through healing or other means. And if you're whammied, you can eat this and it'll return you to the state of having one normal constitution. Thank you, Mr. Merry Nature Spring. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please, just call, call me Fredly. Oh, thank you, Mr. Fredly. No, just, okay, that's fine. I was, I was going to say just Fredly, but we'll, we'll accept the Mr. Fredly. <laughs> thank you very much. Have a safe journey back home. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I'm going to wash off these socks first, but then I'm going to head out. Yeah. Well, it'll be my first stop. <laughs> so, Dad, so you will go back to the pixie show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to tell Mom? 
Oh, well, you know, I'm not quite sure, but I guess I have a couple weeks to figure it out. Um, you know, we can't lie to her. You know me. I'll, 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 I'll figure out something. She'll, she'll understand. Thank you, Dad. It means a lot to me. And maybe I can change something here for us, for the pixie show, for us pixie elves. And I will figure out how to fly. Will you write to me? I promise. All right. Oh, speaking of speaking of writing, I actually um I have a, a letter from your uh, from your grandfather Augustus. A letter? Yeah, yeah. He he wrote I'm he 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 wrote this to you. Um, you'll you'll see that I I kind of I kind of opened it just the corner, but then I I tried to seal it with some tree sap so you wouldn't tell that I tried to open it. But I I I didn't read it. I don't know what it says. But uh, here you here you go. Thank you. Thank you, Dad. You're welcome. And she goes and she hugs him again. I will miss you. It was fun. You were so good in the battle. You just really got him with your Oh, you were, you really you were so him. good, too. I <laughs> thought it was really good the way that you... And, and we sang the lullaby, and it was really fun. And, and The next time when we fight in the Pixie Shire, we will try to use your socks. You have so oh, many others. I, know. I also want to try your... You know, are you practicing that in the man cave? I, yeah, well, I think I'm going to go uh, on my way back. I'm going to stop and pick up some Mr. Pib, because that was really effective. <laughs> so delicious, right? Yeah. It was so delicious. All right. Give mom a hug from me, and I hope she's not too angry. Okay, I will. And, and uh, do me one last favor, would you? I promise. I guess. Just just make, make, make your headmaster think I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Ehrman, he's cool. He's so cool. He's so cool. I just want him to think that I'm cool. I, I will try to make that happen, but also... Don't let mom know that you have that picture of him in the man cave. Oh no, no! I, I when every time she comes in, I, I put a, a replacement painting of her over it. I just like <laughs> I, I pull a lever and, and and just this this thing comes down and it, it's a picture of her. So she thinks that it's it's always that way. So my God, it's like a full on bat cave. I have the same in my room with our family picture. A bit behind there, are lots of elves flying. <laughs> I do the same. Get get home safe, Dad. Okay, and with that, Sassley, Jasper, and Eric, you see Fredly Mary Nature Spring walk out of the classroom, head to the nearest bathroom to clean his socks, uh, ring them out, make them a little clean, and begin the long walk back to the Pixie Shire. I want to make a statement first before you describe the next scene. Sure. While we saw the talk between Sassley and uh, Fredly, he just turns to Eric and is like, Why do you never hug me like that? <laughs> what? Is it because of the green slime? Well, it's just the outside. It has to be more on the inside. It would help if you get rid of that, to be honest. Hmm. So Jasper, you have noticed that this ectoplasm is slowly fading away from you because this is like <laughs> magic garbage. <laughs> now it's so gone. the ectoplasm does slowly go away and it's the places where it leaves you, it's like you're not even wet anymore. It's like, it's just gone. So Jasper is just presenting himself. So Eric, what do you say? Come here. Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> and Sassley turns around and she's like, Guys, why are you so emotional? What's happening? <laughs> no. I, I, I don't your, know. Your dad is so inspiring. <laughs> my dad was on fire. Did you see him fighting with the socks? That's my dad. Well, I smelt him fighting with his socks. Yeah, that's a problem. My mom says that all the time. <laughs> well, for sure, your dad is quite an impressive person. Yes, and I like his mustache. So fluffy. 
So you are alone in the room now. Uh, you've had this long talk with your father, Sassley, and uh, everybody's kind of filed out. And even Lorise went to kind of join in in the festivities. So you know that there's this uh, kind of big meal going on with everybody in the Grand Hall. And that's kind of today's big event. Uh, but you can go wherever you want at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dilemma of the cafeteria. <laughs> I mean, I am inviting you to the cafeteria <laughs> this time. I mean, there is a difference. He also there's is like, a... there's this big event in the cafeteria. That's all that's happening. So he's like, go there, people. But I'm like, I just. Decken for Decken. The common room <laughs> in the servants' quarters. Let's make a deal. I think we should just go to the cafeteria to grab something to eat on the hand. And then go to the servants' quarters. Yeah, to be respectful, to actually just attend exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Sounds good to me. I love that y'all call it the cafeteria, and I call it the dining hall or the grand hall. I'm like, you go to the grand hall. Yeah, yeah. We stop at the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> it loses, it loses a charm, you know, when you're there for over a week. <laughs> it wears off. <laughs> <laughs> so the three of you walk around the corner and up the grand staircase in the entrance hall, and you enter the grand hall. And uh, you see that it is thrumming with life. Teachers, parents, centaurs, half-giants, you know, uh, not no full giants visiting today, but, uh, <laughs> you know, everybody is mixing and melding and you know it's even hard to see where the different shields uh begin and end because there's just so much activity going on but you can kind of you know find a spot find some food if you're looking for anything in particular for nothing in particular but i would like to sit down for a little bit the whole fighting ordeal has been quite exhausting okay so you guys can kind of find a bench with some empty seating around and just begin to like partake of different things you know they got sweet stuff you know they, there's like sandwiches but there's also like a fancier fare there maybe J jasper you want to kind of draw the sandwiches in your book for the next time we're making something for one of the other shields are you implying something no <laughs> i don't get it they're like super delicious which state of this set which sort of should i draw before or after the eating, because Cecily already ate two. You can also draw them in between. Oh, oh, I can draw the progress. Yeah, that sounds good. Cecily, can you can you put a bit a bit from your mouth? Can you just put it next to the to the tube? Yeah, great. Like red? Yeah, just hold it in place. And he's getting out of pencil. But I'm hungry. So behind you, Eric, you feel a hand on your shoulder, and Sassley, you feel someone standing behind you, and you see a dark tall man with a little stubble standing there he has uh dark hair that's you know gelled a little back tightly cut on the sides and there's a slightly shorter man wearing glasses next to him the taller one says um excuse me we just wanted to come over and introduce ourselves and he smiles he has a really engaging bright smile we've met all of leela's other friends but she highly recommended we say hello to you three, I, I, I've heard you have a, a great connection to our daughter already. And uh, he glances over and you see where Leela is sitting and she's talking with Newton and uh, with Tylo. Tylo's parents are there. Uh, 
Newton's mother has now joined as well. So she's she's entertaining, but she looks over and she waves again, you know, the friendly Leela wave. Looks like she wants to go over and join like she would like to, but ah, gets pulled back into <laughs> something else with Newton's very overbearing mother. <laughs> Star News song. Well, hello, Mr. Kleiner and Mr. Kleiner. It's so nice to finally meet you. I am Sassley Mary Nature Spring. This is Jasper Casper and the gentleman over there. And she like wings at Eric. <laughs> Is Eric Miller. <laughs> the taller one says, Oh, hello. It's so nice to meet you. I am Ruslan Kleiner. And uh, yes, this is my partner, Ollie. And the shorter man with glasses says, Hello. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you all. Not quite as outgoing. Nice to meet you. Nice to, nice to meet you as well. Uh, yeah, we've heard actually so much about you three. Uh it seems that you all have had quite the week already. A lot of adventure, and uh, Leela says she's just having a ton of fun with you. <laughs> and we have quite a lot of fun with her. Not, not. And not. Ruslan gets a glint in his eye, and he says, I'm sure you do. Eric, is it? And you get that little ding, ding, ding in your head that he even remembered your name, which doesn't usually happen. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's like, for, for, for a moment, like... He, he's used to people forgetting his name regularly, but someone he didn't know until then, and he got his name. Yeah, that's that's right. Mm-hmm. Ruslan uh, says, you know, Eric, actually, she was telling me about this one uh, spell you did, and I was wondering if I could if I could ask you about that. Uh, uh, could, I, could I talk to you over here for a second? Because it's, it's really kind of a technical thing. Uh, sure thing. Of course. Oh, thanks so much, bud. While they are getting away, Jasper is like getting up from his book, and so uh, Ollie, can I may I Ollie, uh, call you Ollie? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. So look at this. What do you think of this half-eaten sandwich I just threw? <laughs> I think your talents as an artist are wasted here. Oh, thank you. I like him. And then he gets back to his drawing. Can I eat the whole bread roll now? Yeah, you can. Thank you. I was really starving. Yeah, why don't I join you? And Ollie joins you and starts talking to you about owning a magical creature shop, which is what he and his partner do together. They provide care and aid for people with magical creatures as pets and familiars. Hmm. Meanwhile, we can resume over to Eric and Ruslan, and uh, Ruslan kind of puts an arm around you and he says, Yeah, you know, Leela, I just know my daughter really well, and <laughs> she sure does talk a lot about you. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to make something really clear. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. My daughter is really special. She brings a lot of light into this world. And uh, obviously, me and Ollie care for her deeply. He keeps nodding. He nods with you. Mm -hmm. And I want her to have a great time here at school and to make friends. And I think it's so great that she found you three. And, of course, Tylo and Newton, who are absolute gems. But uh, I just want to say, be careful there, okay? I really need people who are going to look out for my daughter here in the school. And uh, you seem like a pretty upstanding guy. I can tell you're really well-mannered and uh, that you, you know, have, 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 a, have a good head on your shoulders, a good way about you. And, you know... Leela can go through difficult phases and difficult times. 
I just want people who are by her who are going to support her. And since she really seems to trust you, I just wanted to ask you if I can count on you for that. He takes just... It's a very short look towards the place where Leela is still in, deep in the conversation, not being able to escape it at any time. Taking another look at him. Well, given that she helped me quite a lot of times, I don't see a single reason why I shouldn't be there for her if she needs my help. That's good to hear, Eric. I'm really glad to hear it. And he, he gives you like a really open smile. And then he pulls you just a little bit closer and whispers into your ear. <laughs> oh, God. And if you hurt her, I'll kill you. All right, let's join everyone else. Michael, can, can, Michael, can I just, like, during this, like, sneak up to them and hear just the last bit and be like... <gasps> <laughs> um, roll, roll investigate, sadly. Or, or actually roll sneak. Roll sneak. A 12. A 12. With a 12, I'll say that you, you hear the... Yeah, you can hear the last bit. I just hear... What, what, what was the last... The, like, the very last... Uh, he says, and if you hurt her, I'll kill you. I just, I just hear, I kill you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I just sneak up. <laughs> so Sassy sneaks up and the, and she just hears, I kill you. And she's like, <gasps> her ears are on high alert. They're like the hot. They're like moving. Yeah. And she's like running back to, to Jasper. And she's like super, sitting there super nervous, not able to talk. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ollie is just having the most like natural uh, not challenging super <laughs> super friendly conversation and ruslan kind of walks eric back to where they were sitting and says mm -hmm. testy ducks when he starts to talk it was so nice to meet you three ollie should we rejoin the others and ollie says oh yep <laughs> yeah wonderful talking with you all really what what a group you make how how wonderful and how wonderful to see pixie elves here and folks from the non-magical world, I think this is really special what's happening. And uh, you know, special is what we deal with in our job. Isn't that right, Ruslan? Meanwhile, Cecily's grabbing her wand. <laughs> <laughs> She's like ready. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> the fathers start to walk away and you are watching them walk away. And you hear a voice on the other side say, uh... Mind if I cut in? Eric, you recognize this voice. Wait, wait, wait. It's Jonathan. Yeah. <gasps> Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> I, I just, just wanted to make sure it's pretty long ago since I heard that voice. Yeah, one and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I just imagine Eric just still a little bit tense because of the if you hurt her, I'll kill you comment. <laughs> Sassly. Sassly, why are you looking like that? I told you, 10 sandwiches would be more than enough. Just turns around and his whole tension just drops in the blink of an eye. Jonathan, it's so good to see you. Runs towards him, going for a hug. Uh, yeah, Jonathan's an awkward hugger, but he does like getting hugs from Eric. Uh, so he... He, he smiles and gives you an awkward hug back, and he says, Oh, hey, buddy. Uh, he is such a trouble hugging you, Jasper. <laughs> but this stranger comes in, and he gives him a total friendly hug. Yeah, I get him. but I have to admit, I, al I already bumped into Jonathan. He's quite comfortable to hug. 
Oh, did you also hack him? Oh, more or less. Is that a thing with him? He's just like a, you know, he's just a really disheveled guy, you know, with floppy hair, big brown beard. Just, just what are you doing here? Well, I, uh, oh, hey there, hey there. And uh, he, he nods at Jasper. He recognizes you, Jasper. And, uh, oh, oh, um, yeah, who, sorry, um, who are your friends here? He takes, he takes a step back, um, Jonathan, those are Cecily and Jasper. Uh, Jasper, Cecily, that's Jonathan. Uh, they are my friends. He's a very good friend of my family. Any friend of Eric is a friend of mine. Hey, Johnny, you can call me Sassly. My friends call me Sassly. Okay. Can I call you Johnny? You can call me whatever you like, miss. Oh, I like him. He's so friendly. Yes. <laughs> Jonathan. Johnny. So, um... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry I, I couldn't be here the whole day, Eric. I uh, had a few rush hours at the newfound Melody. <laughs> and, you know, that's the shop where he makes his instruments, mm -hmm. uh, is the newfound Melody. But I uh, I finished fast so I could, I could join you. And then he comes closer. He does not know that the other two are aware of your situation. So he says under his breath to you, um, I was able to intercept the Parents' Week invitation when I visited them after you left. I guess they would have thrown it out, but I thought, heck, I, uh, well, someone ought to be here for you. <laughs> That's very kind. How are they doing? Well, everybody's doing all right. Everybody's doing okay, you know, uh. Sam just had a birthday, and uh, he's, he's still milling around about what kind of instrument he wants to do, but uh, parents are doing all right, and uh, Josephine's looking forward to coming to New Drachenberg in a couple years, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, unfortunately, no changes about, uh, you know, yeah. uh, situation say, Riquet say. <laughs> Can you hear what they say, Jasper? Can you hear it? I can't hear a thing. Why is he whispering? I don't know, but they are thinking about a new instrument. How about our Monica? I wonder if he also wants to kill him. I need to keep an eye on them. <laughs> <laughs> Why should he kill him? I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> For sure, it's really good to have you here. Thank you. Look, I, uh, I gotta head straight back tonight, but, uh, I tell you what, you know I wouldn't show up empty-handed. <laughs> oh. I, uh, I noticed that you don't have your violin with you, Eric. Um, yeah, in the moment the violin is in the room. Um, a little bit difficult to carry around from time to time with the lessons all around. And he nods kind of knowingly, and uh, you see he opens himself up to the group. Uh, he's making a bit of a presentation in the best way that Jonathan can. <laughs> Well, well, you know, uh, your instrument is one of the greatest tools that a musician-magician can have. Uh, and I only wish that I had the affinity for uh, that kind of magic. But uh, I have other gifts. And you know that uh, Jonathan wanted to be a musician-magician, mm -hmm. uh, but he's, he's not. That's why he makes musical instruments. Uh, his powers are more along like a field mage kind of, just more like physical magic but he has so much respect for what musicians and musician magicians are able to do. And he is a true master craftsman. Uh, he says, I, I got other gifts. I can make stuff with my hands, get my hands a little dirty. So, uh, well, happy uh, 
fall and he has like a sack like one of these trendy backpacks that just looks like a sack but it's made out of like a nice material and he pulls out of it a forest green leather violin case the case has a clasp at the top so that the neck of the violin can just kind of pop out from the top and straps that cross over the chest in an x so uh you kind of can wear it over your body and it attaches to the back he shows you that on the left shoulder there's a strap sticking out of a slit in the leather and he says so you just wear this on your body like this kind of cross and then you pull on this strap here on your shoulder and uh it'll automatically open the case uh so that you can grab it by the neck and it also slightly elevates the violin so that you can safely pull it out so when you pull when you pull the strap it kind of like raises the violin up out like the case opens and it raises and you can quickly access your violin eric is standing there like observing what he's showing and open eyes wide open eyes his mouth just wants to open a bit more but he very quickly managed to not drop his jaw too much because he loves the handiwork that jonathan makes one of the reasons he has been around his place quite a lot because he absolutely enjoyed him looking and just observing what he did this is you've seen this kind of thing before maybe that jonathan has made but this is especially beautiful and like obviously particularly rigged for you he made this just for you that's absolutely beautiful well i just thought you were you deserve something nice i know you're having a hard time and uh i hope this helps now you can have your violin with you wherever wherever you go so uh there you go and he just kind of holds it out to you <laughs> unceremoniously <laughs> <laughs> he he takes it very carefully like it's one of the most precious uh, obsessions that he's ever going to have pretty much it is one of the most precious obsessions he has in the moment <laughs> yeah definitely just <sighs> he hugs him straight again even if he is an <laughs> awkward hugger that's no no Eric is a hugger he is a hugger through and through who would have thought that yeah <laughs> But at least, at least we're not getting killed by the hug. I'll tell you everything later. There's lots of stuff going on here. But Jonathan said something about how he doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. Who said that, Johnny? Johnny. Oh. <laughs> we're both like watching them being super suspicious. <laughs> Jonathan uses the opportunity of you hugging him to hand you something, Eric. He says... Look, I didn't want to do this openly in front of your friends there, but um, something interesting came in the mail. It showed up at your house, and uh, everybody there, they got it, they read it, but they were a little confused by it. And honestly, I am too. So I thought I'd better bring it to you here, because I don't know who else could do something with that. Mm -hmm. He hands you a postcard, and... On the front, it's got a pig holding a four-leaf clover, it's covered in glitter, and it says... Alles Gute zum Geburtstag. And this is this is a, a a birthday card that you can see was sent for your little brother Sam's birthday. Mm-hmm. So it says on it, Hey there, fam. 
The happiest of birthdays to little Sam. Sorry to have been away so long. Wish I could tell you where I am now, but who knows? Not a soul. Things keep changing, and sometimes you even miss your connections and get lost along the way. Frank and Mila. Uh, if I'm not around, just check with Amber. I hope Josephine's composition is going well. And has Sam decided what he wants to play yet? Don't put too much pressure on him. Tell Eric I've got a new duet for us to try. This one's really going to make some magic. See you all later this fall, I hope. Rose. So, this hits you as strange. When the thing with your family happened and everybody forgot you, you disappeared from pictures. Your identity disappeared from the house. Like, mm -hmm. things that would have had your name on them didn't have your name on them anymore. So the fact that this has your name on it is very strange. Yep. Jonathan says to you, It's uh, dated a couple weeks before you left home, but it didn't arrive till after you left. So, uh, I don't know, but it seems like maybe your Aunt Rose. Seems like maybe she remembers you. Just imagine the beep tone inside of Eric's head in the very moment. As he stares down on this card. Yeah. <laughs> it's super overwhelming. Yeah, pretty much. And he says, look, uh, I'm going to leave this with you. The family didn't know what to make of it. I don't even know if they could really read your name on there. It's like it didn't even exist for them. But I saw it clear as day. And uh, I think this might be some kind of clue to what's going on with you, Eric. Thank you. I... Oof. I need to. Th th I need a moment. Sure. Oh, look, I can't stay too long. I, uh, you know how it is. I always got to get right back. But um, I just wanted you to see a, a friendly face here and maybe bring some good news. It's, it's really appreciated. Thank you. Sure thing, buddy. But the, the card just hit him out of nowhere. Totally. While you're kind of reeling from that, he he takes note that you are you're digesting this, and he turns to Sassley and Jasper and says, "So, what's for dinner? I am pretty hungry. Been a long road. Uh, gonna just <laughs> uh, you know he came down all the way, 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 way down from Bremen." He traveled quite a way, and he's, like, just piling. <laughs> he's not planning on staying, but he's piling food uh, like every poor uh, artist that we know in into a napkin on his hand and just kind of tying it around. While that he's doing, I think Jasper and Cecily are sitting there in shock because they don't know what to make out of him. And then Jasper just uh, pushes the plate with more sandwiches towards him like, <laughs> to get him out of reach. So, please go for the plates, don't go for us. And, and Cecily's like, look at him, Jasper. He's also, like, taking lots of bread rolls. I wonder if he also wants to make friends like you. And he goes from shield to shield. Let's see what he's going to do with all of them. Oh. <laughs> I keep an eye on him. He's popping things in his mouth. And he's like, you know, got an armful of food now, which seems to satisfy <laughs> him. He's like, so, uh, non-magical world, huh? Uh, uh, what's your favorite kind of music? <laughs> <laughs> and Sassy's like, I think he talks to you, Jasper. <laughs> um, what? What would be your favorite kind of music? Oh, well, uh, 
I, uh, I like all kinds of music. Um, you know, there's no kind of musical instrument that I'm not interested in. You know, got the brass. You know, something that, that can be a little jazzy. You know, rock and roll, heavy rock, classical. Uh, I even do like hip-hop. <laughs> My father played the harmonica. Oh, a noble instrument. <laughs> well, if you ever want a special uh, instrument, a friend of Eric is a friend of mine, and, uh, you know, I can get your father a real nice harmonica if you ever come by my shop in Bremen, uh, and it's called the Newfound Melody, so now you know. Thank you. Miss Sassley? <laughs> I think now he's talking to you, Sassley. Got it. Johnny? Oh, a, a pleasure. It was a pleasure, too. And have a safe. Are you walking home? How did you get here? I take the train. <laughs> oh. Why would I walk? Okay, you got over. You came over the Encantoban. No, I, I took a train down to. Uh, well, I did take a vehicle. I, I, I got a a rental Encanto car, and uh, you know I picked that up in in uh, Freiburg because I had to transfer uh, pretty far south. Uh, so I, I I did drive part of the way, but now I'm gonna bring my rental car back, and uh, I'm gonna take the train back. Jasper, I actually didn't hear, but I wanted to do a good conversation. What do you think? You think I, I think it? Yes, yes. The first impression is the most important. Exactly. I think you did great, Mr. Johnny. Good for you. Thank you, Sassley. I am sure you also are doing great. We try to stay alive here. <laughs> uh, uh, yep, yep, yep. And Jasper is just panicking, waving to him. <laughs> So he, he turns once more back to you, Eric, to say goodbye. I think Eric is back enough uh, again for a goodbye. I wonder if he hugs him goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Keep an eye on that hugger. Keep an eye on him. <laughs> yep, so he, he nods to you with, uh, you know, he's he is uh, got an armful of, of food, like napkins, you know, just like four napkins big ones like rolled with different rolls and, uh -huh. and and different kind of food in there little, you know meat cutlets uh, whatever <laughs> and uh you know little, little cakes little, little cookies and he's like uh well eric uh, i'll try not to wait too long before we see each other again and uh you just you just do good in school okay doing my best uh, looks towards cecily and just before a moment we are doing as good as we can Sometimes that's as good as you can do. <laughs> okay. Bye now. Bye. Thank you again for coming and have a good trip back home. Hey, that's my pleasure. That's my pleasure. All right. Here we go. Drops a cupcake as he leaves. Oh, nope. Gotta get that one. It's just a drops a cookie. Okay, come. Just put them in the mouth. And he slowly makes his way out of the Grand Hall. He actually didn't seem to want to kill anyone. I think he's in quite nice. Well, in Germany, you say, stille Gewässer sind tief. <laughs> oh, silent waters are deep. I get it. I get it. But he wasn't that silent either. He was talking a lot and eating. I think oh. it was quite nice. Well, then it's fine. Uh, so it's just you three now, finally, uh, getting to finish up your dinner. Uh, is there anything else that you want to do here? Right now, no. Leela would have been an option, but her fathers are there. <laughs> You're taking a little bit of distance from Ruslan and Ali. <laughs> Especially from the first. <laughs> I think Jasper is fine with everything. He got his drawings, he got his he got his 
evening meal. Perfect. Don't know about you guys. I will go um, <laughs> to the servants' quarters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, servants' quarters sound good. Okay. So you walk down to your quarters. You, you turn the corner and you kind of walk down this little set of stairs that leads further in to where the servants' quarter is. And you see that there's a plaque on the door now. I was hung there recently. Uh, <laughs> that says "Shieldless Domain." <laughs> <laughs> These are no longer the servants' quarters. This is now called the Shieldless Domain. It is a room specifically for shieldless students, not for servants. And Sassy's like, guys, they took away a wall room. <laughs> The room is gone. Where are we supposed to sleep? <laughs> Who is living here? Do we still have the same furniture? Everything else is the same. Of course, of course. We will go in and we will do this now. All right, guys, come in. Let's go in. Let's go in. It's a nice shield. I like this. I, I cannot care less about how this is called, but good for my dad. He made this happen. <laughs> Let's come inside, everyone. Fast, fast, fast. Okay, okay. Don't touch. All right. Okay, close the door. Close the door, everyone. So I have this spell that makes illusions appear so that you see what is, like, hidden somewhere. And it's called Recken for Decken. Oh, did you just learn it? I actually learned it, I would like to say, a while ago, but we are not like here that long. Ago. Yeah, but it's still not a long time that we're here, so <laughs> I quite recently learned that. Wait, that's the spell you used back then in the class, didn't you? Exactly. You paid attention. That is great, Eric. You paid attention. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Come closer, everyone. Let's make a little half circle around this furniture. <laughs> I'm nervous. We will figure this out. We will reveal whatever is holding onto this furniture. And I will cast this spell with all my power and with everything I can give. <laughs> no, I want to roll again. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, my God. What does it take to cast a three? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm actually excited. <laughs> all right, I will cast it with all my power. And I will say, Reckon for Deccan. And it is an eight. Oh. Mm. So you, you rolled a what on the dice? I'm just curious. Five. That's fine. But I have plus three. Okay, so you cast Reckon for Deccan. And this little magic kind of hum goes out in like a wave from Sassley. Where are you standing in the room, Sassley? Like I'm right in front of the furniture. Like I'm looking into the mirror. Okay. You all are kind of looking to see what happened. Everybody roll investigation. A three. An eleven. An eight. Okay. Jasper, you noticed something that definitely wasn't there before, but it's not on the furniture. It's behind you, above the door, where you enter the room. There is suddenly a kind of plaque there made of stone engraved into the wall and it reads those who call this realm home cast your connection pure to the flame then allies of the red mage can prove their worth and name and it is funny that you just learned about the red mage because uh i have had this prepared for a very 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 long time <laughs> So while we are all staring at that furniture, while Cecily casted it, Jasper sees like through the 
through the mirror, he sees something changing like in the background. And then he turns around and he's like, uh, guys, do you think that that, that stone, the plaque, a, a sign over there, was there all the time? Do you see that? What's, what's what there over the door? The what? Turns hat upwards. Is there something written? What 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 is this about? What's written there? I can't see anything. Well, it says something like, "Those who who call this realm home, cast your connection pure into the flame, and then the allies of the red mage can see their worth in name." Something like that. I can prove their worth in name. Very good. Very good. Prove. <laughs> oh, because I only got the first half of the sentence. <laughs> The Red Mage. The people that we fought, they were also talking about the Red Mage, weren't they? Didn't they also have like this sign on their, on their uniform? Yes, with the red hand and the wand in the hand. Yeah. Could that be the Red Mage? But is it a good mage or a bad mage? I feel like the people were really... They hated me. Hold on, hold on. We will not have a connection to the Red Mage. The only time you heard anybody talk about the Red Mage was when you were talking to the the creature in the Urbaum. I, for my part, am more thinking about one of the two mages on the in the stone engravings. Mm -hmm. What were what were the colors again? Were there colors? One of them was like blackened out, like where the shadow is cast, and the other one where the light would have been, so to say. Mm -hmm. Right, and it was like a red stone that they used, like a red earthen yeah. kind of thing. So the the mage looked red. You can roll a research roll in your in your book if you want, Jasper. Oh, now now he. If you if you want, I mean, like this is something that you're curious about the world lore. I will tell you that this thing is something like that you saw when you fought these ghosts is something that you might be able to look up. Oh, oh, that's cool. That's cool. I would like to do that, and I would have it's a research roll. Mm -hmm. um, well, then it would be uh, seventeen. Okay. Whoa. Uh, so. As you search through your book, you find a very small section on the Pixie Wars, which were a series of struggles that, that lasted for a very long time. They started as kind of a feud between Pixie and humankind. These kind of burgeoned up over the years, over, over hundreds of years. And in the like late 1800s, early 1900s, there were a series of battles called the Pixie Wars that was actually full-on outright magic battle between pixies and humans. And it was the centaurs who were actually able to solve this, who came in and, and brokered peace between the two factions, which is one of the reasons why centaurs are so well-respected by everyone in the magical community. And you see that this insignia that is a sun with a, it looks like it's backlit, like a like a red hand that's backlit by the sun, holding a wand, mm -hmm. was the insignia of the human forces in the battle. So, from what you can tell, this might not have anything to do with this ancient battle that the creature in the Uabaum told you about between a black mage and a red mage. It it doesn't seem like there's any obvious connection. Oh well, Cecily, I think I discovered like a chapter in my book that could be very interesting to you, but. But apart from everything I see, it's like the, the hand shouldn't be connected to, like, the red mage. But, but, but what is the actual red mage? I mean, what else does it, does it say on the, on the stone plate? What, what else is it? So those who call this realm home, throw your connection pure to the flame, is the first part. How can you cast a connection pure to the flame? I mean, we have a fireplace. 
I just throw myself right in there. I was like, that's my connection to this. Wasn't there the one crystal-like on the stone in the Urbaum, where all the races were connected to each other? Right, there was like a diamond inscribed in there. Mm -hmm. It was kind of emanating light. And didn't they, like, say that we were kind of growing closer towards a certain connection with each other? Mm -hmm. What if that means the crystal from the crystal bearers? Just throwing that in. We just have crystal points, right? Do we have actual crystals? Do we have five crystals now? I just think it's curious that all we're doing, you, you remember what Mr. Ehrenmann told us about the position of the crystal bearers back then? When we were in his office? Yes. No, I don't remember. No, me neither. <laughs> But tell us, tell us, Eric, help us out here. Tell us. Like how they had a role which was kind of more than just being in different shields, that they had quite a big role, so to say. And that was quite an honorable position to have back then. And the crystal bearers today are kind of reminiscent to that time. Mm -hmm. So... Maybe the crystal bearers from now are connected to the crystal we saw back at the Urbaum in the pedestal in the stone, like that crystal. And because we get more crystal bearer points, we grow more connected to it, to each other. Magic is complicated. And the ghost said that there's a certain kind of magic that grew stronger the moment you appeared here where more different races were around here. Maybe something about that as well. Mm. Eric is on a really good track here. Eric, roll me roll me world lore. I roll you world lore. Because you're, you're in exactly the right place with your brain. Yes, we thought so too, so that we let him speak. <laughs> so, um, 17. Okay, you remember... That in the same conversation, when you were in Ross Ehrenmann's office, he told you about the nature of magic. And he said, magic is connection. That's what he told you. So you might think, cast your connection pure to the flame. Maybe it has something to do with casting magic. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I remember that Mr. Ehrenmann said that Magic is connection. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. I remember that as well. So maybe cast your connection into the flame is meant quite literally. So we have to do Zauberschlag on the fireplace? No, please don't. Zauberschlag on fireplace? I can I, do that. I, I wouldn't. I Stop, stop, stop. Maybe something not so forceful with the center in the flames with a centaur in the flames center the center, oh, the center. not a like, centaur oh, i don't want to put him in the flames i think that would be wrong. don't you dare put ehrenmann in there so we should cast licht des bichters in the flames for example oh what about what about what about Via mahalo i don't have that what is it oh it's it's like it's it's this discovery spell and it, it discovers a key to some certain you know, things like if the fireplace is like a way towards something that we could, you know, enter or, or discover, maybe we could find a key to it. Oh, you mean there's an actual reason why we got the spell? That makes sense. I have moved the lufter. 
I can also cast that. We can all try different spells. Okay, good job, Eric. We have a connection and we have spells that we didn't use yet. <laughs> um, be before we cast any spells into the fireplace, I want to get my violin into this case. I don't know whatever <laughs> might happen if we do that. You've never seen Eric so excited before. <laughs> yes. He's sprinting off to the room. Okay. So Eric sprints off to the room. He, ch he changes super fast. You can unclasp this like a normal violin case, but then it also has this additional opening that can pop open when you pull the strap. So you can lay it down flat, close it, strap it in around your back, and now you know you're going to be able to open and release it also from the other side. Yes. <clears throat> it looks fierce, Eric. It looks fierce. Thank you. Yeah, and it's this forest green leather. It looks really cool. Matches your shoes. Perfect. <laughs> so, Sassley is raring to go once to cast a spell into the fireplace, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are you casting? Well, I just have moved a lufter, so I, I don't know if I should go first. I can just make the flame move a bit, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> Dancing. Okay, so go ahead and try to cast Mufta Lufta. I don't think it does anything, but I don't have Fehe Mahalo, so... All right. Mufta Lufta. Uh, which one is it? Is uh, what what spell is it? It's movement, which is potency, and you need a five to cast it. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So Sassley casts Mufta Lufta into the fireplace. Oh, he's he's like looking something up. I think something's gonna happen, guys. I thought that was a useless spell, but I'm just, <laughs> oh, I just thought I'd make it a little wind, but it's more than that. She masterfully blows air from the tip of her wand into the fireplace, and you see the fire shoots up through the flue, and it's just this column of fire for a second, and then white flames begin to flow through the room, through cracks in the stone of the room, under your feet, but it doesn't burn you. Over the ceiling, they fill the entire room. White light is just coming at you from all sides. These flames flow through the room and merge together at the mirrored desk in the side of the room. And these flames begin to burn away at this desk. It is like watching enamel be torn away from, from something, but in this case, it's burned up and the desk magically transforms in white fire before your eyes. You see the mirror completely burns away and disappears. And what's in front of you? Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I didn't think that spell would do it. <laughs> ah! The mirror burns away and the desk has transformed into a reddish bronze ornate altar kind of looking thing so it looks metallic now and the bottom of the desk is gone like there were never any legs or anything to begin with basically i mean they were there this was not an illusion this was some kind of magically fabricated sealant something that was put on top of it which is why dispelling an illusion didn't work on it the legs have completely disappeared this is an altar like made of this bronzish material that sticks out three interlocking circles are cast into the front of it. Three round orbs. You've seen it before, the symbol. It was in the 
third picture in the bottom of the Urbaum, you saw these three circles before. It looks kind of like a Venn diagram with three circles. Also, the altar is covered in these engravings of evergreen and fir tree branches. It's very ornate. It looks really regal. Behind that, where the mirror used to be, there are three impressions behind it. They look like slots where you could fit something in. There's one that looks like kind of a perfect diamond shape. Looks really smooth. There's another one next to it that's in a kind of bumpy, messy, rocky shape. Some kind of just like very rough hewn stone might fit in there. And there's a third that is a small teardrop shape. There is an inscription above this as well, above these three impressions. The inscription reads, Three blessings has this ground, the stone on which this place was found, the crystalline power used to banish and bound, the mother seed to prove you worthy of her crown. My mind just blew away. It's like, it, just, it was like, wow, guys, oh, yeah, it just is a wow. <laughs> like, I can, oh, I can, it's like, I have a strong spell. Also, this is so magical, also mystical. Guys, look at this. Come closer, come closer, come closer. We did it, we did it, we did it. And that looks like the tear fits in there, by the way. The one that we found at the Wobon in your pocket. Do you still have it? Yeah, of course I still have it. But you changed clothes, right? Where is it? You still have it in my pocket. My clothes weren't really damaged the one time you... Firstly, I changed clothes. I know. I remember you in the underwear. So, <laughs> what do you guys think? I think we need the foundation stone. We need to put the foundation stone in there. Is it not bigger? I feel like the foundation stone was much bigger. Would it even fit in there? I have a lot of thoughts if you guys want to talk to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, you think that is... I thought that we need to, to find all the three blessings in order, maybe, for the foundation stone. Maybe the foundation stone was formed by the three blessings. I mean, we have the tear. I feel very blessed since we have the tear. It says three blessings has this ground, and then the first one it names is the stone on which this place was found. Foundation stone. Ah, okay, okay, I get it. And then the crystal bearer? Crystal? And the tear. But, but Eric, would the tear actually fit in there? If we just hold it next to it? I mean, I can hold it next to it. You do that, Eric, and it looks perfect. It looks like it would definitely fit. It looks perfect. Oh. I think that fits in there. Did we actually got it from she? Yes, you got it from she, and she repeatedly said, go with Holda's blessing. Oh, so this uh -huh. is... We are blessed by Holder. The last line of this inscription here says, Three blessings has this ground, the stone on which this place was found, the crystalline power used to banish and bound, the mother seed to prove you worthy of her crown. Oh, so, oh, this is a seed from the fir tree. So we actually have to, have to get the foundation stone, which is another blessing. Stone, yeah. Yeah. And we need the crystal of the crystal bearers. Am I getting that right now? But the foundation stone... Do you remember how big it was? I feel like it was bigger. It was a big stone. 
It looks like it would fit the foundation stone that you saw. Yeah. Okay. It does. I, I, you've seen it before. I will tell you that it looks like it would fit. It might actually fit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what happened with the last person who tried to mess with the foundation stone in any way? Maybe we, we can discuss about the term stealing, but I think I'm with you. I, I would say borrow the foundation stone. We can borrow it for a bit just to solve this mystery, and then we bring it back. We can write Hot Ehrenmann a letter, and we give it after we solved it. So we have to talk with his advent. So in order to solve this, we have to have all the three stones. Meaning, we have to get the crystal bearer point, we have to get that crystal, and we have to steal the foundation stone. <laughs> Magician Master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Fredly Nature Spring is Nate Huntley. Theme song by Aaron Richards with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Cover art by Pascal Genet. You know, I thought I'd start off with explaining the riddle of the fireplace today, something I forgot to do during the recording. See, there are reasons to stick around here. Now, this plaque above the door asked our group to cast their connection pure to the flame, if they were friends of the Red Mage. Taking what we know so far about this mysterious conflict the Shieldless have found themselves in, one thing we have discovered for sure is that this has something to do with the material realm and the Shadow Realm. The Uabaum, where the Shieldless learned about the Red Mage, was this sort of ultra-hyper Material Realm location. Material Realm creatures only, everything there, earthy, solid, and material. The Shieldless even learned here that the spheres of the Red Mage might be considered holy, whatever those are. But we've kind of seen it many times, the material and shadow realm at odds with each other. This riddle is asking for allies of the red mage, material realm folks, to cast their connection, which is magic, a spell, into the fireplace. But why did Sassley's spell, Mufta Lufta, work specifically? Well, it's been said in passing and hinted at many times, but there are two main pools of magic ability. A wizard's ability to access these pools of magic are called deftness and potency. Deftness is a wizard's ability to access magic from the shadow realm, and potency is a wizard's ability to access magic from the material realm. So what kind of magic did the shieldless need to use? A spell that uses their potency. That's why Mufta Lufta worked, while the other spells they wanted to try, Wehe Mahalo and Lichtus Pictus, which both used deafness, actually would have failed. Good thing that Mufta Lufta was their first try. And that's it. I hope that was insightful and interesting. And if not, then did you know that fish can cough? It's true. Wow. Thank you, JK Rowling. You might be thinking to yourself right now. 
Now, uh, today was our last day with the incredibly funny and talented Nate Huntley. You can find him on Instagram as HuntleyNate, and do check out his YouTube channel, Argyle Gargoyle, for more funny stuff. Head over there, like a few videos, uh, it's worth a look. Now, you can find us on all the social media, just search for JK We Are Rolling, and we'll have another episode out in just a couple weeks. Oh, and we hit our one-year anniversary! Hooray! We will try to give some kind of end-of-year wrap-up, info, and announce some other cool stuff this coming month. So keep an ear out for us. And that's it for me, folks. So until next time, keep your head brains sharp and your wand at the ready. You know, it's... It's kind of nerve-wracking to be like, I'm going to give a guest this power to really have an impactful moment on our story and a mm -hmm. deep emotional connection. And I was really depending on Eric and Jasper to kind of step up and be friends for Jasley, uh, for Jasley, for, <laughs> for Sassley in that moment so that, you know, he could see she had a community there that's important to him and to give Sassley and her father that moment and to deal with some of this kind of pixie elf past uh so that was big and uh you all did great i'm very happy with it